we don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Revsy and DLs. Oh, it's formal. <laughs> I've had a revelation. Yeah, here we go. Next time you eat a wood-fired pizza, yeah. I want you to really appreciate the craftsmanship behind it. Okay. For context. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking as someone who has a new pizza oven in their I, house. I do. I have a new toy. Yep. It's a pizza oven okay. and I'm a wannabe pizza maestro. Hold the phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. What? Yeah, I've been deep diving into the art of pizza making. First of all, anyone who has a pizza oven or has given pizza making a go, mm-hmm. you will know how fucking hard it is. Yeah. Getting the dough right, getting it on the peel, getting it off the peel, flicking it perfectly into the fire, retrieving it, spinning it, all the things. It's hard. Yeah, it's a, some would say, a specialty skill. <laughs> Correct. And that's just all I want to say is okay. that next time you eat a wood fired pizza, appreciate the craftsmanship. Well, I feel like there's more to say, but before we get into to that mm. not to be totally presumptuous and gendered about this but i thought that would have been hubs's toy he likes man make fire yeah, part yeah. of the pizza oven okay he loves that he'll spend hours working on that fire getting it to 400 degrees inside <laughs> the oven i don't care for that part but the dough part the kneading of the dough the stretching of the pizza the putting on the peel i don't know I, i'm into it do you make the dough we haven't got there yet so okay. we've been doing this in stages so yeah. the first time we use a pizza oven we use pizza bases yeah mistake yeah yeah it's not gonna work yeah just really They're made average. for an oven so average yeah then we bought dough from woolies you can buy dough balls huge leap elevated yep. pizza <laughs> big time <laughs> elevated not pizza. quite at elite yet because we're not making our own dough but we are getting there i don't think you need to make your own dough and let it rise and all that shit do you i mean you can but yeah. it's nice to know that there's pre-made at woolies around the corner yep. if you need it okay but no we want to go the whole hog right, you know right. we're in this for a long time not just a good time like we want to be pizza master and we are not well on our way there, okay. but we're doing all so right. So what has gone wrong? You've oh, got so any pictures you can put on Instagram? I, I, alas, I do not. Funnily enough, fucking up a pizza doesn't elicit, hey, let's take a photo of this fuck up. Ah. But uh, I, when I nail one, okay, all right. get ready for the photo. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. Why, what happens? Is it like not cooked in the middle? Oh, no, like- when you fuck up a pizza, you try and justify that, oh, no, it's fine, it's a calzone, and then you get the peel <laughs> under it and then the whole thing goes into the coals and you're like bye pizza all right next piece of dough oh my god the waste yeah you waste when you're learning it's wasteful yes okay look yeah. we've only wasted two dough balls there was one that we salvaged and we called it a pizza snake because it was long and skinny <laughs> <laughs> that's all we could do but it tastes fucking good okay Rams. well that's good this is like my new hobby like oh my if, god she's got a hobby yes all right all right if i was in covid days you know how everyone went into sourdough starter kits for me it would have been pizza but I'm here I'm just a couple of years too late can you make mine with pineapple please god you and Rafa are each other's spirit animals yum me and Rafa will share one with pineapple no it's unacceptable what do you mean no it's unacceptable you have the weirdest food things and you're shaming my pineapple on a pizza yeah it doesn't belong I judge you and Raf. Well, I don't even know how to defend myself in this area, <laughs> but pineapple on pizza is amazing. Also pineapple in a curry. You heard it here first. What? It's delicious. It's very Thai. No, it's not. Well, it's very Thai restaurant in Sydney. <laughs> To have pineapple in a curry. I have never had pineapple in curry. Well, you're missing out. In Thailand. You're missing out. I don't feel I am. Well, cool. Can we start the episode? <laughs> Fine. 
We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut, on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Revzy-Reeves. How are we feeling today? We're still a bit sick, but um, yeah, it's been a long one. Today, it was the first morning I woke up and was like, you know what? I can approach the day. With or without Sudafed? No Sudafed anymore. I'm off the drugs. Okay, well done. Yeah, yeah, Well yeah, done. Yeah. That's progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound a lot better. I'm really hoping this was me done for winter. Oh, babe. Producer Kate said, don't you dare say that. You'll jinx it. But I feel like this has been a fair whack of the sick stick. Mm. I'm owed some health. You are, babe. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look beautiful. Thanks, Thanks honey. I've got a ton of makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> the fake up is working. So you know how my parents passive aggressively hint that my children need a haircut? Mm-hmm. And I've just smugly been like, whatever. And I rolled and proceeded to ignore them mm-hmm. and just move the conversation right along. I think it's time. Yeah, babe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. I was never going to push you to get here, but I'm so fucking glad you're here. <laughs> the hair is getting problematic. It looks like they were born underground. It does. In some kind of hostage situation. And then they've just been set free mm-hmm. and they need to join society. <laughs> you're not wrong. All right. So what are we thinking? Well, my mum, bless her, this is obviously under the surface all the time in her thoughts, every time she sees her grandchildren and she bites her tongue. Mm-hmm. But the other day she goes, <laughs> she prefaced the conversation with, I promise I'm not trying to be passive aggressive or trying to elicit any sort of response or activate you in any way. Always a good And start. I went, okay, and here comes the but. Yeah. And mum goes, I just saw this at Westfield and just wanted to show you. Oh. And she showed me her phone and it was a photo of a hairdresser in Westfield where they had kid designed seats. Cars? Red car. Yeah. Now, if you know anything about Iggy, you know that he loves cars. It's just like a pretty basic four-year-old boy situation. Correct. (laughs) Um, He will froth, Mm -hmm. he will fizz over this and he will get in it to get a haircut. And it was the first time I went, oh, where is it? And mum's like, I didn't get the name, but I'll find out. And I said, maybe we should book an appointment. She went, yes. Done. Booked. (laughs) 12 o'clock Tuesday. (laughs) Where are so yeah, watch this space. Okay. So First what are we haircut. thinking style wise for Iggy? Well, is Rafa's what a trim? Rafa's will be a trim, but I'm gonna give her agency okay, to yeah, decide yeah. what she wants. What okay. if she says I want a bob? Well she did. Oh she Yeah. She actually pointed to her ears and said, Can I get my hair cut like this? Like up Ooh, to my ears? And I went cute. Is it? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm being open. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying not to project. You're like, I'm going to give her agency. Is it okay? I don't like it. (laughs) I'm not in control. Yes seems a little much. Look, I have to parent my own parenting, okay, all the time Uh and not project my own feelings. But, yeah, I'm going to let her choose how she wants her hair cut. And Raph being the frother she is, she's like, oh, I've never had my hair cut. I want to give that a go. She'll be great up for it. Iggy is like, it's going to hurt. Oh, no, It's going to hurt. Like when I barely brush his hair, like I haven't even applied the brush to scalp yet. He's like wincing and his shoulders yeah. come up around his ears and he's like anticipating the More pain. reason to cut it off. Yes. You have to tell him it doesn't hurt nearly as much as brushing. It doesn't no, hurt. I it doesn't hurt at all. So for Iggy, what we're going to do, we're going to match the back to his short fronts. Okay. So the short bits at the front come just above his shoulder. A lovely 90s bob. Kurt Cobain style. Sure. Yeah. His hair sits <laughs> Not like Not Mossman Kurt Cobain. bob. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you know what was funny? My brother was over the other day and Iggy's daycare photos were on the table and my brother opened it and went, oh, he looks like a lady. <laughs> Tim, we don't gender hair. Come on. (laughs) He looked very Mossman mother vibes. Mm. Oh, bless Eagles. If you're not from New South Wales or Sydney, Mossman is a very well-to-do fancy suburb where people have very nice glossy blonde bobs. Okay, so Kurt Cobain. Mm. Okay, well, that's one more thing on your list Mm. of lots of things to do. Now, Gem and DLs, can I use your thing? Yes, we're getting formal. I want to bring something up and I want to let you know it's with a lot of love, Jim. Oh, here we go. A lot of love mm. and a lot of support. For who? The DLs? For you. Oh, here we go. Concern trolling. No, no, no. I'm not concerned trolling you. I want to call something out gently with love. Okay. Now, producer Kate, she's listening in. I want you to go back through our archives. I don't think it was long ago. It was definitely not even maximum eight months ago. Well, I got on this podcast. Well, actually, you got on this podcast, Jem, and you said, I'm so burnt out. I've burnt the candle at both ends. I've bitten off more than I can chew. I don't know how I'm here again. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, I can't remember the exact words I used, but it was something like, let's use this as a marker in time that we're never going to let you get here again. As your bestie, I really want you to focus on a bit more balance and scaffolding your life, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I think this was all mid-au pair drama and there was a lot going on, right, last time. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to read some text messages, Diaz. Between me and Jem. Oh, God. I don't even remember what we talked about. No, you about. won't remember because you don't remember anything these days because <laughs> your brain capacity is at minus 25%. Okay. So, you know when you know your bestie so well and they don't even have to say anything and you can just see they're fucking flailing. Well, this is the situation right now with my best friend. So, basically, we're like, what time do we need to start tomorrow? There's a lot to do on podcast day. And Jem's jumped straight in with 8 a.m. The kids leave at 8 a.m. And I was like, cool. So, I'll come at 9 because you need to shower center yourself maybe feed yourself get yourself together and then I'll arrive at nine she's like maybe 8 30 I'm like I'll come at nine can I bring you anything she writes what question mark huh? actually I believe I wrote care she wrote care but you know I wasn't gonna <laughs> semantics semantics and I was like can I bring you a coffee like she couldn't even understand what I meant by can I bring you anything anyway so I said just have an hour to yourself I'll be there at night she goes I won't get an hour to myself but I will shower I was like okay it sounds like she's gonna work So I send her a link to this really, really amazing, and I'll put a link in the show notes because everyone should know about this. It's almost a knot spawn. This like yoga nidra guided meditation that my friend Annie sent to me years ago. I use it all the time. It's 29 minutes long, but apparently it's the equivalent of four hours deep rest or sleep. So I I mean, you're talking our language. Yes. So I said to Jum, I know this will seem a bit low priority. So I was just like fluffing. (laughs) I knew she was going to go, yeah, whatever, meditation. But try this meditation. I sent her the link, said it's supposed to be as powerful as a four hour nap. Really helped me when I was overwhelmed. And she went, ooh, I heart emoji. I said, it's totally guided. And then all you need to do is lie down and put in your earpods. There's no pressure to sleep. You just have to listen. Because she goes, like, what time of day would I do this? I said, well, just do it whenever you can. I need specifics. Yeah, I know. Like a recipe. I said, literally any time. I said, I find it really useful in the afternoon slump. She wrote, keen to try. Now... Oh, this, oh, this sounds like it sounds like she. I'm not judging you. Just let me talk about you. Okay, sorry. Keen to try is gem code for I won't be doing that <laughs> because it's like non-committal, but it's saying like thanks. Yeah, I hear you. Thank you. You've said something to me, and I'm saying something back. But I know gem, and I said it's only 29 minutes, and you just put AirPods in and lie down. No pressure. She wrote 29 minutes. Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. Then she goes, I might need to listen while I walk. And I, no, 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 no. No. It's a deep rest state. And she goes, oh. (laughs) 
I said, you can't multitask it. She said, I see. I, and I feel I'm losing her. I know she's going to like put her phone down soon. She's going to duck out of this whole conversation any second. So I bombard her. I'm like, but it's the equivalent of four hours sleep. Invest in yourself, babe, or you're going to go down so hard. Crickets, crickets. And then she comes back 20 minutes later and I can hear her tone of voice. I feel myself nearing burnout. And I couldn't help it. TLs. I wrote, no shit. Cheeks hurt. Then she says, I just don't know how I keep finding myself back here. Well, I do know, but I can't stop it. And I just wrote dot, 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 dot. Oh, my God. Hearing this back is upsetting. And then I was just like, I want to help you, babe. I want to help You're beyond help sometimes. What I'm doing is publicly humiliating you into <laughs> taking care of yourself. I sent Gemma a meme the other day. This is the point. This is where we're at. I'm sending her memes to get my point across. The meme said, schedule a rest or your body will schedule it for you. Mm. Like touch wood, like learn from me. I've gone down so hard. Mm. You're going to go down if you don't take care of yourself. I just want Kate, if you can find what I said and just play it now for the deal. So we can all be reminded, Jem, you as well, as to what I said eight, nine months ago. Been burning the candle, babe, at both ends yet again. A little bit. I need to pull you up on this. I'm going to be your accountability coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Self-appointed. Self-appointed. Just like you pull me up and call me out on my shit. You have been on this microphone over three years now, many times saying, oh, I've overloaded my plate. Oh, I've oversubscribed at work. Oh, I've overcommitted myself. And here I am finding myself sick. It's happening again. It's a wake up call. So, yes, Chumi, I want you to make a public declaration. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I just I have a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of feelings. Okay, go. I hate that I have become something I don't like, which is this representation of modern day hustle Mm. because it's not what I aspire to Mm. at all. I don't wear busyness as a badge of honour. I don't glorify it. And I'm full of shit because I'm so good at talking about Mm. self-care. I can theorise the importance of it, but for some reason I cannot apply it to myself. Mm. And then if we're going to go like an even added layer and then I go, oh, my God, I am a workaholic like my dad. And I promised myself that I wouldn't be that. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I find myself here and I can't stop it and I don't know how to. And then I'm like, but do I want to? Or is this the only existence I know? Mm. And I move through seasons of burnout and then I'm okay again. And then I feel reset and then I make deals with myself and then I break those deals and I'm at burnout again. But can I say, I think what I struggle with is because I am a proud small business owner. Mm -hmm. And I work with a lot of women in the space of empowerment, Mm -hmm. doing things for yourself, pursuing independence. Mm. Like it was almost like in my upbringing, you know, don't rely on anyone, rely on yourself, make your own way in life, you know, whatever, that I feel like I'm not allowed to stop. Mm. And the Gretchen Rubin personality chart I am an obliger Mm -hmm. by nature. So I feel like I owe it to everyone around me to keep it together and to keep going. And I soldier on and, you know, I'm unflappable, but I'm not unflappable. No. Is what I've learned. And that's how the burnout sneaks up on me because I don't know how to detect it. Mm. until it's arrived. Right. And then it's too late. Okay. But when it hasn't arrived, it doesn't feel urgent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is the problem. Yeah. 
that I face. But I want to share with our DLs a little bit of insight of what's happened this year. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a shift in anything, and I can relate this back to parenting, it's like our kids grow up a little bit more and then you're like catching up on how to parent them or they start school and then you're like, whoa, our whole life has a new schedule now. Mm-hmm. Our kids finish at three. got to start thinking about after school. You know, there's that change and adjust, mm. change and adjust. Now, in terms of this year, and I know I made this bold statement and I'm feeling defensive. Like okay. I can feel it in Don't my bones. Don't have to defend. I'm, I am. I'm defending. <laughs> I can't stop that either. Is that, you know, Revs and I had this grand ambition to do this live tour and I couldn't be more excited about it. And I'm saying that genuinely. It's feeding all of my creative embers that have been lying dormant for a while. Like we're getting back on stage. Like it's exciting. It's the project that is really lighting me up this year. Now, in order to have made space for this live tour, I then had to shift everything else in my work schedule that already existed forwards. Mm -hmm. So just to give you an example, every time I run a course, whether it's the Hatchery or Photography 101, I take a month off in between to not run any courses and not just running courses, the marketing Mm. lead up. And this is the work that people don't see Totally, is the prep for the marketing, the scheduling, you know, your launch plan guide or whatever that you do, the amount of steps where you figure out, okay, on this day, I need to talk about this. And we need to think about the back end of the website. There's just a lot, right? And I have a month break from that. Now in that month break, I will then take on more brand partnerships work or throw myself into the podcast more, whatever. This year, is the first time I've had an overlap. Mm. So while I was running the hatchery, I was also promoting Photography 101. And, you know, marketing isn't a dirty word. It's getting the word out about something that you deeply care about. And I want people to know about my courses because I'm really freaking proud of them and I know that the impact they can have yeah, on Yeah, and you have so, to market a product. Is, of course, no other way. of course. And so I was promoting Photography 101 while the hatchery was running. And then Photography 101 started in the final week of the hatchery. So yeah. that's a second crossover that I've never had to deal with before. And then Photography 101 is running. Now, Revs and I have scheduled writing time for the live shows. We've also scheduled rehearsals. But again, all of that is now bleeding into this period Mm. of Photography 101. And even talking about this makes me uncomfortable because I'm running that course right now and I would rather die than have my Shutterbug students right now go, oh, she's not present. But you are. But I am. I give everything. No, no, that you give everything in there and you have nothing left for you. Yes. Yeah. And this is the problem I'm in. So, yeah, I'm running Photography 101, but then Revs and I are also, on top of that, shooting all this incredible audio-visual content mm. for the live show, which we're really excited about. But we need to do it early because mm. it all needs to be edited. Mm-hmm. And these are all things that weren't scheduled, but I'm sort of sandwiching yeah. into my already busy work schedule. This is boring chat. No, it's I'm not. Literally because what's talking relatable. about my life. No, no. <laughs> what's relatable about it yes. to everybody? listening Mm. is we've all done it Mm. where you set your life up where it works really really well if nothing changes yes if nothing goes wrong if nothing has to be rescheduled if no one gets sick if nothing shuts down if there isn't a natural disaster or a weather event you know we've all done that where you go okay that's fine we'll just make this schedule and you do this day and I'll do that and then this is pick up and that's drop off and then we've got this person and then that and then we'll do this till this date then that's finished and then things change because life changes oh life 
all life. You jerk. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, just when you think, like, got it all sorted, your au pair gets sick and you have no care and you have deadlines that don't have wiggle room. Do you know Mm. what I mean? I remember when my kids were your kids' age and you cannot ignore that factor. They're little. They're not at school. They can't just come home and busy themselves for an hour. They need constant entertainment and care in order for you to do your work. Yeah. You know, it's like your life setup has no room for fault lines. None. That is so perfectly put. And it's like it all hums along perfectly when everything goes to plan, but we all know life does Mm. not go to plan. It just doesn't work that way. And I think the challenge for small business owners, and I've been every version. I've been a small business owner. I've had a corporate job. I've had a small business job, you know, all the things. The real challenge for small business owners is, yes, you get all the freedom, but that freedom can be a prison because you're like, it's fine. I'll just work at nine o'clock tonight. I'll just get it done at nine, you know? Whereas if you work in like a more corporate situation, you can be like, well, these are my hours. I'm in the office. I'll do it then. And everything else will just have to work around me. You know, the freedom is also can be a massive curse. You could work 24 hours a day. Mm. Anyway, what I'm just saying is I'm just being your bestie and saying like, acknowledge this moment. I just want to say you really hit the nail on the head about when everything's humming along perfectly. It's great. Yeah. But you're right. It's when the chinks yeah. start to or appear. something moves or like someone goes, can we reschedule that Zoom meeting? And you're kind of like, no, Yeah. <laughs> but you have to, yeah. you know, like that's life. You have to be adaptable. I think one thing that I do regret this year, and I don't often regret things, is one of my team members went on mat leave and I chose not to hire a cover because at that moment and in that time, the effort to like interview and go through people's CVs and then do a trial period and then honestly bring them up to speed with the pace of the business, how it works, the back end and yeah, 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 yeah. that just felt like too big an energy exchange mm. that I didn't have time mm-hmm. for in that moment. Mm-hmm. But fast forward a few months now, I'm like, fuck, we really could have done with another like, set of hands. Another set of hands. Yeah. And then Sim, who's my work wife, like she was sick this week. And I was like, oh, fuck, everything is on fault me. Lines. Yeah. And there's the fault lines. Yeah, yeah, that's the like unforeseen things that where you have no safety net. You yeah. know, you're like, oh, shit, it's all on me today. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, these are things we just learn and grow as our children get bigger. And as you say, when Rafa goes to school next year, it will shift again. Like, yep. but um, I think it's relatable to people because. Let's be real. Who picks up the slack when the unforeseen things happen? Mums. Yeah. It's like really just is us. Like I'm not saying dads do nothing or whatever, but really it lives and dies on you. You are the one who's home. Mm. You know, if someone's sick or a kid's sick or something changes, it does fall to you. Mm. And I don't want to rage against my husband at all. But like we had a funny moment even at the start of this week where Rafa came downstairs for breakfast and she was in a leotard and Hubs was like, why are you wearing that? And I went, huh, I don't know if you know, but it's school holidays and uh, someone has organised your daughter's entire school holiday programming for the next two weeks. And his reply was, and that's because I have the most awesome fucking wife in the world yep which is lovely but also it doesn't help me no and then in that moment I then used it as a bargaining chip and I was like hey and because I did that you know our toilet seat that's broken I'm putting that on your plate yeah and he went oh okay sure yeah fair enough to his credit he did get it sorted great straight but you away also had to think 
Yeah, but I even about had to, the toilet seat and, and, and yes, delegate. Yes, all of the things. Yeah, I know it's becoming an old song mm. <laughs> on this podcast, but like the mental load. Sorry, it's just like we need to keep our energy up about fixing it, or mm. we're just going to be burnt out. You know, your situation may not be what our DLs are doing. They may not be small business owners. They may not be how to run no pair, whatever. But we can all relate to this. Like, hang on, this is all stacked up to work in times of ease. But yeah, you know, it's funny. I was chatting to a friend very recently. I don't see her that often, but she has a 16 month old and she was deep in overwhelm Mm. and deep in railing against her husband. And just being like, how does anyone do it? Not feeling supported. And, you know, she admitted to me that she's definitely guilty of not relinquishing control Uh and being a bit of an enabler where Uh she's like, I don't like the way he does it. So it's easier Uh and better if I do it. So we had that chat where I was like, well, you know, you can't start policing how Mm -hmm. he does things. Otherwise he will never learn. And then you wear the burden of all the jobs. Then we talked about the mental load. And I said to her, have you tried CEOing your household? And bless her. She was like, what, what is this? (laughs) And I said, like writing down absolutely every contribution you have to your family life. And she was like, oh, well, a lot, like way more than him. And I was like, it's fine to say it and go, I know in my guts and in my loins that I do more than him, but have you tried writing it down? Do a domestic audit. Yes. And then go through everything that goes into the family and allocate it to whose department that falls under and watch your mind blow. (laughs) Correct. And I said to her, not just domestic chores and not just your contribution of hours, because I know he works full time, but the mental load. And she was like, like what? And I said, well, who organises your daughter's enrolment into daycare? Who organises her vaccination appointments? Who organises her dentist care? Who updates your daughter's wardrobe as she grows out of clothes <laughs> and you need to get rid of the old clothes or put them away in storage and buy her new clothes? Like that all adds up. Anyway. Who empties the filter in the dryer every oh. second day? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who... <laughs> Who refills the toilet paper or remembers to put it on the list when you've Mm. run out of toilet paper? Who gets toothpaste when the toothpaste is at the very, very end? You know, it goes so micro and so macro. Yes. Anyway, I told her to write it down and she sent me a message this morning and she was like, shit, babe, I actually sat down and wrote it down. My list is long. Mm -hmm. And I said, what about his list? And she said, well, outside of just his work hours, it's short. We can't diminish financial contribution and providing. It is a real thing. And that's not it could be whoever's the breadwinner. We're just saying all the time it is stacked against the women mm. when it comes to outside of work, yeah. mental load and domestic duties. This was not what we were going to talk about today, but like. No, it wasn't. But we find really ourselves here. But I just think it's good to reinforce this. I don't know. Maybe we have a new DL who needs to hear this. Yeah. But I said to my friend, now that you've written your list, have you talked to him about it? And she said, I'm trying to find the right moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that's important. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. But it's also important for her partner to visually see it because I remember it was confronting for my husband once I wrote it all down he was like oh fuck like I'm really not contributing enough and then I said and then from there you reallocate jobs and every household is going to do this differently mm-hmm. how I do this versus how Revs does this versus well well yeah I you run your own household but yeah. you do have a partner now and you're going through an yep. adjustment period for when he's at your house yep. and what your duties are Yeah, we're figuring that out. Yeah, you're figuring it out, your time together and how the good mum does it. She does it very differently to how I do it in our household. You know, my husband is in charge of the kitchen end to end. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of laundry. Now, that doesn't work for every household. So I understand that. But it's about just 
having the conversation. Yeah. Because once again, we shift into this stage of life of having kids and we don't talk no. about how do we survive this. All we're worried about is keeping the child alive. There's yeah. so much emphasis and focus on the baby, what the baby's needs are, learning about them and their milestones and how they change and suddenly I'm feeding them solids and it's all so kid-related. Hmm. What about the partnership mm-hmm. who runs this ship so that the kid has a roof over their head, food to feed their mouth. And like parents who aren't burnt out. Yes. Because burnt out parents don't parent well. No. Burnt out parents have nothing left for their kids. Nothing. Or their partner, you know? Okay, so bringing it back to burnout, Revs, yeah. and you suggesting that it's relatable chat because I got self-conscious that it wasn't relatable. What's the solution? But here's the thing. There are different types of burnout, right? You're in work burnout, mm. 100%. Schedule burnout, right? I've had emotional burnout for mm. 18 months, yeah. you know? It, there are different types. There's physical burnout, people who are managing chronic pain or illnesses and things. There's all these different types of burnout. You just There's work from home parent burnout. I, I would just come back to this really, I know it's fucking simplified, but for me it always unlocks something. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm. And even if it's one thing, you know, like trying meditation or blocking out two hours somewhere that does not get eaten into, it's like a non-negotiable. You know, I had a boss once. And she prioritized her mental health. She had two hours fortnightly that was her mental health time and she had a psych appointment. And it was like, you know, it's always easy to go, oh, you know what, we'll just do it then and I'll reschedule. And it was like, no. Mm. And she told the whole team, that's my mental health time and that's non-negotiable, I need that. And I thought that was really amazing leadership and really, really good. Like two hours is not a lot in the week if it is beneficial. And, you know, it might not be a bubble bath and a face mask. It might be, but that's not really your thing. That doesn't fill your cup. That doesn't get you back on track. So it might be a walk or it might be a lunch with a friend or whatever. It's so personal what your realignment thing is. But I think something that is really manageable that everyone knows is non-negotiable. Your work people know it's non-negotiable. Your partner knows it's non-negotiable. Your kids know it's non-negotiable. It's like that's yours. Mm. And it can be really small. It doesn't need to be a really big thing. Or anything that adds. Like, you know, I was thinking about the reason that meditation came to me for you is because I was like, I know for you, the idea of Pilates is so overwhelming and adds to your load because it's like, I got to get dressed. I got to get up. I got to get in the car. I got to go. I got to figure out where I'm going. I've got to, you know, it's got to be something so low touch, like lying down and putting AirPods in, you know. And yet the idea of that feels beyond me. Yeah. It does. And that's a worry, you know, Mm. that's a worry. Like the thought of carving out 29 minutes. To do nothing feels unproductive. 29 minutes. No, no, no. I know. And this is where I need to do some rewiring in my own brain because it's, I acknowledge how messed up my way of thinking is. Like to go 29 minutes, like in 29 minutes, I could achieve X, Y, Z, but I'll be achieving so much more. It is achievement. It is achievement and investment. Yeah. But this is the problem with me. Mm. I don't prioritize me. Do you know what mine was? What? It was the smallest fucking change and it's liberating. Mm. Breakfast for dinner, Thursday nights. You know, it just means that's the day I don't have to go and get groceries. I don't have to think my kids are allowed to have anything they want. Nutri-grain, fine. Wheat bix fine. Scrambled eggs, fine. And if we don't have it, we don't have it. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like toast, fine. And making that decision to not worry, and that's not going to work for you because it's not your area, mm. not your department. It isn't. But like for me, that took a huge weight off. Oh, I don't have any fresh chicken tenderloins. I don't have any vegetables that are good. Oh, the, oh, I've got to put half an hour aside to make 
the dinner and then they've got to eat it. And, you know, like it was just like we come home from football training and they have cereal. Mm. We get in the shower, they're in bed. And I bet they're stoked about that. They love it. Yeah. It's like, whoa, mum's gone crazy. You know, mm. It's like we don't have to eat a veggie. But it's like, you know, it won't last forever. But just in this season when things were too much for me, it gave me permission. I literally got two hours back from it, you know, because I didn't have to do any shopping, thinking, cooking, clean up. Yeah. You know, it was simple. like it was a really simple, small thing that got me some mental space back. Yeah. And so I don't know what your thing is. It's, I'm, I'm getting it's not meditation. <laughs> it might not be that. <laughs> like, yeah, it might not be it. You haven't got a sense of me like hopping on this. I mean, the fact that lying down is hard. But, you know, I, I don't know what we're going to get to. But. You know, I want to do a callback to an episode. Look, I will say it's a DNM app and I realize not everyone has access to it. It was with Sean Zepps yep. and it was an incredible episode. IDL's absolutely frothed over it and I understand why because there were so many fucking nuggets oh, in it. so wise. But one of the biggest takeaways that I took from that app is that Sean and his husband have a non-negotiable two weeks each per year so 14 days where it's their time to do whatever the fuck they want guilt-free no questions asked they can take it in two separate week chunk blocks they could take a day they could take a day and I was like oh my god this is revelatory because I struggle to do things for myself or to take time out like I have thought about like I would love to do a girl's trip away with my girlfriends yes and I I don't do it because I then go the mum slash wife in me goes oh but then that's putting hubs out and the kids and then they have to organize themselves oh it's too hard yeah you know I don't want to have that chat I don't want to be made to feel guilty for taking time out for myself I'm not saying that my husband would make me feel guilty it is me it's you and my own guilt yeah but then conversely, it's like, well, I don't want him to go and take a surf trip. Yeah. And you can see how the resentment starts to build. Yeah. Like what if he then takes a surf trip and then I don't cash in on it in equality mm. in terms of quantifiable mm. time mm-hmm. that's matched because And your husband's very open to that. He's I like, know. you know, when he did his surf comp, he's like, you take every other Sunday. You know, he's so open to it. But I don't. You're the problem. I'm the problem. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's me. Hi. The other problem that I realised with myself is I really like hanging out with my family on weekends. No, no, and that's beautiful. The thing I think you like about Sean's setup Mm. and that a lot of people like about it is it's very manageable Mm. because it's very fair and it's almost got a visual, you know. It's like you get two weeks leave, I get two weeks leave. That's really fair. We can help each other out. Everyone's happier. It just feels really tied up in a bow. It does. And that's what you need when you're overwhelmed is things that are digestible, tied up in a bow and make a lot of sense that you don't have to think about a lot. Yep. So that's why that's resonated with you. It has. And I think about having the chat with Hubs about it because I have not brought it up with him yet. Maybe he'll listen to this episode and bring it up with me. But it made me go, okay, at the start of every year or even before the end of the year, Hubs and I plan our trips for the following year. So that chat has started where we're like, what are we going to do for holidays next year? We didn't go overseas for a reason this year. We wanted to bunker down a little bit and recoup some of our costs because we've had a lot of costs with the pool and Yo Cabba and whatnot. And then he said, maybe next year's an opportunity to take a trip overseas. When do we want to do it? But what I want to throw in there is what are our own separate cup filling for myself experiences that we need to allow ourselves. Now, I will say I think two weeks is a lot yeah, and that maybe I'd be more comfortable with one week. Start with a week. Start with one week. Two weeks feels like I need to learn to crawl before I can walk. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. I want to chat to Hubs about 
How can we implement a week each? Because I know that he's had friends go on surf trips and he's never gone Mm. on these like week long or 10 day long trips. I think because he's married to me. And there's no space in your schedule. And there's probably a part of him that goes, Jem will fucking kill me. And he travels a lot for work and he's probably got all the same guilt that you have. Yes. But I feel like if we gave each other permission to have a week. Yes. And it's no questions asked, no guilt attached. The other partner knows we will make it work and the days are equal. Yeah, that's the big thing is the equality because I run into a lot of women in the playground and I'm like, oh, where's you know Chris? Where's so and so? And they're like, oh, he's on a surf trip. He's away in Hawaii or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, I hope you're claiming that back. And she's like, yeah, I booked a dinner. And I'm like, doesn't feel balanced, you know? Like it just doesn't feel fair. <sighs> I so, had a coffee this morning. That was yeah. nice. <laughs> it's it's not good enough, right? Yeah. And I can tell her, no, that's not good enough. This is what I mean. I'm yeah. all sh- I'm yep. full of shit. You're full of shit. I'm so good at talking. Talking about it's it. So good to all of us. <laughs> but you gotta correct some of this shit at yourself, babe. Cannot, that is I why I'm here to take your wisdom and mm. throw it back <laughs> on you. It's funny you mentioned I'm in a new adjusting. Like, you know, my partner and I had a chat I haven't had in a really long time the mm. other night. We were having a bath. <laughs> and we were talking about something. And you know, you get in that deep space that like because when your parents together, you very rarely get into that deep conversational space where the conversation just takes twists and turns and you find yourself talking about about something you know we really only get that with our girlfriends once we become parents because otherwise you're just parenting right mm. he asked me this really straightforward question he was like what are your hopes and dreams at the moment what are your goals like what's your ambition what do you want to be where do you want everything to go and I was like holy shit like no one's asked me that in a really long time or you haven't asked yourself I haven't asked myself yeah and because I work with the podcast now and it's like I'm not in a, a structured workplace where there's like goal setting and mm. career development. KPIs. KPI, all that stuff. It's <laughs> your favourite corporate word. It's like, <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> totally. You know, it was just like, oh my God. My psychologist, <laughs> Matt Shrink, was trying to get me to acknowledge good things in my life at the moment. That's I what I'm doing. That. It's like, like, you know, there's a lot going on, but what is the good stuff? What's going well for you? And there are some perks to having this every second week with just adult time, you know, when you can actually go, yeah. And you know what? It took me five minutes of talking out loud at him to go, oh, I hadn't clarified that for myself. That is what I want to do. You know, it was mm. like, it was such a gift of a moment that I didn't set up. And it's hard to engineer these things, you know, yeah, it's it really, is. really hard to engineer these things. But And to meet someone where they're at, to yeah. have this chat, yeah. like that's the hardest thing with your partner. And I'm three years into shared co-parenting and yet this is the first time I've really felt the space, you know what I mean? So yeah. I understand it's not straightforward, but I'm just saying if you guard a portion of time, mm. I feel like that's the thing that is connecting all of this is like, if you just say this two hours every Thursday or whatever fucking day, every Sunday, every whatever, then you're not losing your whole weekend, not with your kid. You still have your whole weekend with your family. You're still hanging out, all those things, but it's a really manageable parcel of time that's just yours that might just realign and just give some breathing space. I would find it pretty remarkable if it didn't. You know, and I feel like it's a really manageable thing to attempt. Yeah. Now I want to know, what are your goals? Oh, God, I'll tell you off. I'll take this off mine. I know, (laughs) but I'm navel-gazing enough. Okay, but I'm just, I froth on this chat, you know. I love. I know you do. I do. And I I love. Look at it. She's coaching me. She can't get off the clock. I I just want to hear your hopes and dreams and see if there's anything I can do to help facilitate that, you know. (laughs) It's true. All right. My hopes and dreams is for you to find. Okay. 
Lol. A little more balance. Sure. It's uh, not balance. We know the balance is absolute. It's bullshit. Bullshit. Horseshit even. Mm. Um, and none of us going to get balance for a really long time, but just a little bit more equilibrium, a mm. bit more centeredness. Yes. This is not what we planned to talk about it today. It really wasn't. Have you got time for what you don't have time for? <laughs> I don't have time for what I don't have time for. I could bash mine out in two minutes. Actually, Rebsy, I reckon you have time for what you don't have time right. for. It's, it's a quick. gear shift. It's <laughs> But I'm here for it. DL's like, thank fuck. <laughs> God, that F was getting too heavy. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time Undies. for? Undies. Undies. Like, we're back here. I was saying this to my boyfriend this morning. I'm like, he's like, what's your don't have time today? And I was like, undies. He's like, what? I was like, look, they've forgotten the millennial women. Okay. I grew up with hipster briefs and now no one is making hipster briefs anymore. My favorite undie brand, Nala, are phasing out their hipster style. That's devastating. And I was like, no, you know, so I've been looking around who else is doing hipster. Nope. It's all gone. Mm. Like all your classic places where you would go to get undies, they're all high-waisted. They all used to have a hipster bikini cut yes. and it's getting phased out. Yeah, can, I've observed this. You can this. weirdly still get boy leg and I never really got boy leg. Neither. So I'm like, I don't get that at all. Revs, it's hard for me to hear you say they've forgotten about the millennials. Yeah. No, no, no. Us millennials. <laughs> and it is us versus you okay. in this instance. Yeah. We've moved on. You wear high-waisted? I do and I love it and there's no, no going back. I and hate it. I love it. I don't hate it. There's a time. If I'm wearing high-waisted jeans, I like to pair it with a high-waisted undie because it's like it matches, right? There you go. But if I'm on my period or ovulating and I want to wear a dress or something loose-fitting, I like a hipster because it sits below my mum gunt. Mm-hmm. It just sits around my hips. It's not making me feel sick or interfering with my lunch or my bloat. It's there giving me undies, you know, so I can catch shit. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I feel so held and supported in high-waisted. No. Even if I'm wearing a dress, it's just like a little hug around my belly. We have different torsos. Yeah, we do. You know, I feel like I'm being strangled on the wrong time of the month. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if I wear hipsters, I feel loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have – I'm not very hippie or bummy, so I don't get muffin top. So it's always been like my preferred is to have like that really fine – hipster not g but like hipster bikini as you said mm. cut anyway it's fucking phased out you can't get it anywhere and i'm like what's going on and i was telling my boyfriend this and he's like well this is what happens when you become a generation without disposable income is that capitalism moves on and leaves you for dust and i was like he's not well, wrong. that's fucking cynical yeah i'm like but i still need undies and he's like oh. mm. the zoomers are the ones with the disposable income now they so are. they're making undies for them and i'm like uh. we're all strapped to our mortgages <sighs> we're all like paying for daycare and mortgages we can't afford yeah and zoomers are the gen who are like in case i get my kid off you know we're like partnered up yeah we don't i care. still wear my postpartum undies <laughs> can't deal and my husband i know it upsets you so much can't deal but they're the best sure <laughs> anyway luckily my husband doesn't mind them <laughs> i'm the kind of person who has like a postpartum bonfire after pregnancy where i'm like i never want to see any of that shit again you know but anyway i just don't have time for it you know i normally would say don't send me a bunch of links <laughs> but actually if you know where to get a hip to bikini cotton please you know let me know it's very dire <laughs> <laughs> hear me with your not spawn talk about gear shift mine's a porridge it's winter you know and we are you know very much in the school era so we need to like get fed and dressed and out the door quickly don't have time to you know make a breakfast buffet i am (laughs) absolutely sorry (laughs) breakfast buffet breakfast buffet oh i love that that's a thing in some people's households my my daughter loves eggs and because she's flexitarian doesn't eat a lot of meat she is eating a bit of meat now but not a lot Mm. if she asks me for eggs i feel like oh it's a way to get protein in yeah it's worth the effort yeah but like 
like the dishes and the Oh, toilet. there's so much oh. clean up. Anyway. Have you tried the microwave hack for scrambled eggs? It never works for me. I'm open, but it doesn't work. What she, do you mean? She likes basically like a fried egg on toast that's runny. Oh, uh, okay. You know, yeah. and Can't it's help like, you there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, these Carmen's porridge sachets. <gasps> oh! So you're talking my language. Oh, they're delicious. This is Rafa's daily habit at the moment. Oh, great. Okay, so you can attest. You yes. can attest to this. They're not as full of sugar as some of the other brands. They've got quite a bit of protein in them. I mean, they're, it's porridge, you know, it's like a warm hug, but not a lot of sugar. And I like the honey, vanilla and cinnamon flavor. Isla puts a little more honey and a little more cinnamon on. Sometimes she puts berries in there. Teddy will eat it too, or he'll only eat half because, you know, this is the stage we're in where you can't finish a single meal. But they're quick. It's got the measure packet oh it's so easy so that you like dump the oats in the bowl you there's like a line on the packet where you fill up the milk so you measure it out add that stir it 90 seconds in the microwave and we're eating i'm sorry you just blew my mind line on packet oh dude so the actual sachet what there's a line that says fill to here (gasps) and you fill your milk or your water so you hold it up against the bowl and you well you just hold it and you can see because it's a bit translucent you can see when the liquid hits the line I know. I didn't know that. Right? You've changed my life. And then you've got the exact amount of milk you need. Yes. Yeah. Because I felt like I was just free pouring but oh, nailing it. Like down to some... a fine art. But oh, then okay. hubs will make Rafa's porridge and I'm like, it's gluggy. Mm. You didn't put enough milk in. Mm. Oh, my God. Game changer. Yeah. The only thing is I do half milk, half water because I feel like the consistency is better. It's a bit another step. But anyway, <laughs> the point is it's easy. It's nutritious. The kids love it. Everyone's happy. We're all eating. We're getting breakfast done quickly. Not spawn. Carmen's porridge. Carmen's porridge you sachets. Can, you can get it anywhere from your local Woolies. Calls. Oh. <laughs> Great audio read there. <laughs> <laughs> Available now at woolies.com. <laughs> Hear me with your not sorry, my voice isn't up to it. Hit me with your not spawn. Oh, babe. Sorry. That just killed my lady boner. You know, I'm it didn't sorry. launch me into my segment. <clears throat> Let me try again. <clears throat> Hear me with your not spawn. <laughs> oh, baby. She's got it, kind of. <laughs> I appreciate it. Have I got a not spawn for you? This is a fun one. We're all looking for ways to buy ourselves back some time, which is the theme of this episode. Yes. Space for some mental clarity. Now, if you need an activity. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) If you need to um, buy yourself some time and distract your kids, there's this terrific channel on YouTube. It's called Art for Kids Hub. We've recently discovered it, but what's so great about it is it teaches your kids to draw, but it's a father-daughter duo and the father guides her, but then she copies the mm-hmm. move so that it's you know how some videos everything happens too quickly yeah. and Rafa doesn't quite know how to pause a YouTube yeah. clip and then she'll end up somewhere else in YouTube and she'll be like mom how do I you yeah, know I don't me. need that <laughs> but what I love about it is it's they offer art guidance for all ages and all levels so Rafa at the moment her favorite is like learning to draw an ice cream with sprinkles and a smiley face or a cupcake or now she's graduated to a bunny rabbit popsicle <laughs> it's really cute and honestly I've never seen her so focused yeah. and in engage and it takes time because once they draw the outline of the thing they then color in the thing and all you need is pens and paper that's it and yeah. i've looked ahead there's no glue or like you no, know it's not craft. fully craft no, involved it's just drawing just drawing and i've looked ahead at some of the other episodes and there's some complex things yeah. that 
they can work up towards. Both my kids still love it. We discovered it in lockdown. It's so good. Mm. So, so, so good. Yeah, Teddy will do it for hours. It's the best. Yeah. And you feel like it's guilt-free screen time because it's really educational. It's hitting the right brain points. It's creative. Hungy B. Yeah. And you know what I love about Raph's little mind is like she deviates. Yeah, She'll be like, they did that, but I want to yeah, do this. Rebel after like, my own heart. She sure is. Yep. So, yeah, Art for Kids Hub on YouTube. So good. Great record, Chubby. Oh, that was an unexpected episode. It was actually. We deep dived without meaning to deep dive. Yeah. But hey, obviously I needed to get something off my chest, off the back of you needing to Mm. get something off your chest. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a lot of food for thought there. Yeah, I think it's the middle of the year, a little bit of end of financial year audit on everyone's lives. Bit of a reset. Bit of a reset. Bit of a check-in so we don't get to Christmas as angry, bitter jerks. Mm. Okay? Snapdragons. (laughs) That's me at that time of year. DLs, we love you so much. As always, we appreciate you letting us wormhole your ears. (laughs) And as always, we'll be back in your ear holes bright and early on Friday morning with a bestie hotline. Bye-bye. Bye. One of these days we'll we'll have an outro to our podcast. I shouldn't make you sing when you're sick. (laughs) Sorry. Bye-bye.